You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Go back to elementary and middle school. What were you doing around this time of year? You were probably coloring and cutting out paper turkeys. At least I was. You were listening to the stories about the first Thanksgiving and the pilgrims with the black hats with the white trim on them and how the Native Americans broke bread with them with their feather mohawks and everything was harmonious. Turkey, corn, friendship, and love. That's Thanksgiving, right? Not exactly. The real story of Thanksgiving and its origins is entrenched in colonization, disease, politics, and massacre. Everything we have been taught about the first Thanksgiving is really a historical inaccuracy. It's fiction. The pilgrims were persecuted in Europe. They sailed to what we know as America, established a colony in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and hunted turkeys and planted corn with the indigenous people, happily ever after. No. First and foremost, we aren't even entirely sure when the first Thanksgiving was. You see, there are historical records and accounts of different settlements and different people having inaugural Thanksgiving celebrations and these grandiose, huge feasts at differing times. Settlers in Berkeley Hundred in what is now Virginia celebrated their arrival with a Thanksgiving as far back as 1619. That's according to National Geographic. But the Washingtonian reported the meal was probably a little more than some oysters and ham thrown together. Decades before that, Spanish settlers and members of the Saloy tribe broke bread in Florida with salted pork, garbanzo beans, and a mass in 1565. Other people pinpoint 1637 as the true origin of Thanksgiving since the Massachusetts Bay Colony's governor, John Winthrop, declared a day to celebrate colonial soldiers who had just slaughtered hundreds of Native American men, women, and children in what is now mystic Connecticut. And the main reason we view Thanksgiving as some proclaimed holiday to celebrate with grandiose feasts is thanks to Abraham Lincoln. That's a surprise. In October of 1863, President Lincoln would issue a proclamation that set forth the precedent for a national day of Thanksgiving. We can pretty much blame Lincoln for the reason that the holiday is so romanticized. Listen to what he had to say. Quote, 
The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace had been preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. I do, therefore, invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November, next, which means next year, as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens." Unquote. So basically, what Abraham Lincoln was saying is, hey, other than the fact that, you know, there's a civil war going on, hundreds of thousands of millions of people are dying. Life is good. Life is good everywhere that there's not a war. Life is good for everybody. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about the Native Americans. I'm not talking about the black people, but life is good for everybody. So on the fourth Thursday of every November, starting next year, I proclaim that there will be a national day of Thanksgiving where you will break bread, you will have a great feast, and you will give thanks to God because life is good. So we have Thanksgiving. But the country is more or less marked 1621 as the first Thanksgiving, and the pilgrims broke bread ever so graciously with the Wampanoag tribe, or so we were told. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. The Wampanoag people once numbered strong between 30,000 and 100,000 people, with land stretching from Massachusetts to Rhode Island. For these people, the fourth Thursday in November is considered a day of mourning, not celebration. Wampanoag means people of the first light, and they can trace their ancestry back 10,000 years to Massachusetts. In the 1600s, they had over 60 villages, and each had a chief and a medicine man. They hunted deer and elk and fished for herring and trout. They would plant corn and fish remains as fertilizer. By the 1600s, they had a long and indifferent history with European settlers dating back to the 1520s, where they would have a history of trading and fighting with these European settlers. But the 1600s is the history that we're all taught about with the Wampanoag tribe. You see, when you're taught about Thanksgiving in your social studies classes and your history classes in elementary, middle and high school in most parts of the United States, when you're taught about the Native Americans or the quote unquote Indians, those Native Americans are more often than not referring to the Wampanoag tribe. But you're never going to be heard. You're never going to hear them talked about using that name. 
but we're taught about the Pilgrims and the Wampanoag tribe. In 1620, English people aboard the Mayflower set sail to Plymouth. The Wampanoag people would see these people, men, women, and children, see them get off the boats and step foot onto what had always been their land. However, these Native Americans who had a indifferent history with European settlers said that this would be different and they were going to make a conscious and concerted effort to have differing and more positive relations with these new English settlers. The Wampanoags would make contact with the Pilgrims in the spring of 1621, and by the fall of 1621, they would teach the Pilgrims how to plant and harvest their own food. This would lead to these English settlers having their first great feast and celebration that fall, and that is the basis for what we now know as Thanksgiving. But the Wampanoags were not invited to this feast interesting right we taught you how to farm we taught you how to harvest you're eating now because of us but you didn't invite us to the feast the natives would actually stumble upon this feast after hearing the settlers fire off their muskets in celebration and revelry thinking that there was a war about to commence the natives rushed to the sounds of gunshots only to stumble upon a feast where they would end up bringing their own rations such as fowl fish eel shellfish and cranberries what followed over the next 200 years is what the natives would agree was a slow genocide. The English settlers would slowly push the Wampanoag people and the other Native American people and tribes in the area off of their land. They would force natives into slavery and servitude. Some natives recount that we had a pray or die policy at one point where if you didn't become a Christian, you had to run away or be killed. The English settlers would transfer diseases and plagues to the native people, force their children into harsh Indian boarding schools where the children were forced to cut their hair and learn a different language. Would take native land, let the natives keep that land, but put harsh taxation on that land. Many Wampanoag people agree that the welcoming of the pilgrims in the 1600s may have been the biggest mistake that they ever made. The fourth Thursday in November, what a lot of us call Thanksgiving, Native Americans refer to as the National Day of Mourning. Native Americans gather in Plymouth, Massachusetts for a day of remembrance for the millions of indigenous people who were killed, slaughtered by European colonists. Prayers and speeches take place accompanied by beating drums before participants march through the Plymouth Historic District. Participants in National Day of Mourning honor Native ancestors and the struggles of Native peoples to survive today. The commemorating plaque at Coles Hill in Plymouth says, in part, quote, It is a day of remembrance and spiritual connection, as well as a protest of the racism and oppression which Native Americans continue to experience. So, I leave you with this. Before you go eat your food, break your bread with your family, and participate in the holiday that we now know as Thanksgiving, before we participate in the holiday that we now know as Black Friday, I leave you with this. Reframe your mindset and think about the history of this holiday and why we were told that it was what it was and it is what it is. The natives broke bread with the pilgrims and they participated in Thanksgiving. Or did they? Until next time. 
If you like this episode of the Redacted History Podcast, consider leaving a like, a review, and more importantly, consider subscribing to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. If you like what we do here and you want to support us further, go over to the Patreon. You could find that linked in the show notes below. It goes a long way. It means a lot. I appreciate you. Hi, I'm Mike Troy, host of the American Revolution podcast on the Airwave Media Network. This podcast is the origin story of the United States, how we went from colonies ruled by a king to the democratic republic that we have today. The American Revolution podcast tells the story of the revolution from beginning to end. Please subscribe for free. We're available on all major podcast platforms. I hope you will join me today on the American Revolution podcast.